0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, look, go with me on this, right? I'm thinking on my feet. Well, actually, on my backside as I'm sitting typing, which is my definition of multitasking. Look, the big brains at the Health Foundation have produced a report on waiting lists, and with respect to their great stature and standing as Citadel, where I suspect even the cleaners have a higher IQ than what I do... I'm not sure the report adds anything to the price of chips or, for that matter, understanding waiting times. In terms, the report says if pigs could fly, bacon would be a lot more expensive. Fair enough, it would. The authors created a report using scenarios, hypotheticals, made-up numbers, and it's a grim fairy tale. I'm not a fan. Scenarios rely on a linear extrapolation, projecting what's happening now into some time into the future. The Health Foundation try to overcome this weakness by creating three hypotheticals, launching us into the world of an even grimmer what if. The one big what if they miss is the inevitable change of government, very likely in the next 300 days. There's a cute gimmick that lets you create your own scenario, but putting all this aside and reverting to the fair-minded charitable cuddly soul that you know I am, Resisting the urge to put the report in the shredder along with last week's tips from the sporting life, let me try and stumble my way through the undergrowth of waiting lists. They're calculated using a baseline of the number of people who pitch up in front of a GP who is baffled, cautious, inquisitive or has a good idea of what's wrong but still sends the luckless soul off to hospital. There starts the patient pathway. The clock is ticking talk Tick. Various timetables and way markers become targets. Now, mostly missed. Look, a typical patient wants five things. Get in, get diagnosed, get fixed up, get out and get on with their lives. The reality, well, diagnostics, where actually there hides hidden waiting lists, for example, longer for an ultrasound than for a colonoscopy. In January, and I linked to a report on this in the e-letter, in January 2022, the median wait for a diagnostic was 3.1 weeks, which is very misleading as the proportion of people waiting over six weeks for, say, an ultrasound is 26 uh, 26%. Others, much longer, meaning waiting times will vary. Results. Well, labs can be quick radiology takes longer as there are 33% vacancies in qualified staff and I linked to a report about that <sighs> to, so we got nobody to read the images and write reports meaning waiting times will vary so eventually you see a consultant or a healthcare professional how soon well it depends on what you've got orthopedics has the longest wait cardiothoracic surgery one of the shortest meaning waiting times will vary Decision to treat or watch and wait. Well, for routine, non-urgent conditions, 92% of treatment should start within 18 weeks of referral. The reality is around 70% odd, meaning 7 out of 10 patients will be seen on time, meaning waiting times will vary. Actual treatment at last? Well, maybe. If there are no strikes, between March and October, 213,000 fewer patient pathways have been completed. Where and at what stage they've been paused? Dunno. Waiting times will vary. There's another problem. The number of referrals has recently exceeded their pre-pandemic level, growing faster than before the pandemic, meaning the NHS is running up the down escalator. Headlines screaming waiting lists head for 8 million tell us nothing and invite fairy stories from bored data wallers creating fanciful scenarios to look busy. The Health Foundation hit the headlines, but missed the point. Nothing will make sense until we disaggregate the numbers. Unbundle all this and try and figure out what it means for your granny. Not everyone waits for the same thing or with the same condition, neither in the same part of the country. And yes, geography plays a big part. And I linked to a very good Kings run fun report about that this morning, as does the weather. We get exacerbations in hot and cold weather. Some will have a diagnostic and discover they're okay. No further action. Seventy percent are likely to be surprisingly quick and the rest don't know if these numbers are to be of any use. We should use them to figure out what's creating the real enemy of quality and Q-theory, and that is one word, variability. Variability. What does our old friend Edwards Deming say about it? And I linked to an interesting article, um, but uh, what does he say? Well, I'll tell you. Quote, uncontrolled variation is the enemy of quality. The use of analytics allows us to control variation. Well, and then there's Q theory, six points, the arrival process, boundless numbers, some predictable, but, but an infinite combination of conditions and multi variable. Service capacity, mostly outstripped by demand, variable, people available to serve In inverted commas, that's to look after you. Insufficient and reducing. And I linked to a report about the fact we're losing 170,000 people a year. So insufficient people, predictable. Size of the customer population. Very variable, but waiting is possible. Few effective policies to reduce causes of demand. Queuing principle, first in, first out. No, variable. Variable clinical priority means precedent, meaning many could be parked and later present unexpectedly as urgent. Departure process, clogged by poor discharge arrangements, variable. The most useful thing in this report uh, says this, and I quote it, and they're right. What matters to individual patients is the time spent waiting. Correct. So who will be smart enough? to write a report that can tell us about what matters. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.